Hello. Welcome to this Friday afternoon. You know, I was going to start off with, uh, I was going to have music on here, but it just ended right before I came on. Hope you like the background. Actually, and I don't want it to look like a mausoleum or a funeral service, but the gates is the theme for today. Happy Friday. Welcome to the 50 Minute Rev. Welcome, guys. It's good to see you guys. You can definitely tell it's the dog days of summer <clears throat> where the enemy is trying to keep people from staying engaged and staying in the truth because people are losing they're getting i feel like people are getting frustrated with the time that it's taking for god to bring us into the new thing and so you know god didn't promise us this would be a picnic if you know anything about what how god does things he does things through an unfolding process and so i think even for the nation the nation has really lost sight of <clears throat> how to do things in the Lord and how he does things. And so if this is you, I want to encourage you to stay the course. Don't give up. Don't quit. We're almost there. And after today's message, you're really going to be really inspired and really encouraged because the prophetic is all throughout it. And um, hopefully it's on all of them. But today's message for the, you know what? I don't want to do that yet. Actually, I want you to see too, uh, before I get going, uh, we're going to be having, I am so sorry, Eli Lasky is going to be here tonight at 7 o'clock. I want to remind everybody, if you want to know what God's saying in the nation as well, uh, make sure you check this out. He's going to be talking to me about what's going on, and uh, I'm looking forward to having this interview. 7 o'clock CST. We're going to be right back here on YouTube, so I'm hoping you guys will join with me and uh, just finding out what God has to say about a few things. But that's one of the few. The, the other thing is, too, um, my friend Chris Carter, uh, his life celebration celebration of life service is going to be tomorrow they're going to be you can go to discovertheheavens.org and they're going to be having it live stream hey good afternoon everybody it's great to see everybody they're going to be having it live stream and so if this is you guys can you pray against witchcraft too um but definitely c consider checking him out and giving uh, respect for him because of all that he's contributed to the body of Christ. But we've got a lot of really cool people coming up. Tonight's the first uh, with Apostle Eli Lasky. Lasky. And then we're going to be bringing back Brett J. Starling from Australia. And also Apostle Craig Wells will be on here. We're going to be just slam dunking the enemy month after month after month on the Ezekielsville show. And we've got something special in store. So we're hoping uh, actually two things special in store. And I'm going to find out today on one of them. So I'm really excited about that. Um, anyhow, a lot of good things coming your way prophetically. A lot of good things to really inspire you to keep going and to let you know that you're aligned. But <clears throat> what's God saying to you today? What's God saying to you today? Today's deliverance, it is a deliverance session. The 15-Minute Rev, uh, it's because I just got off a deliverance call with our team. But the 15-Minute Rev's title today is called Deliverance from the King, Gates of Simeon, Learning to Rule and Reign, and then Justice Coming, David. There's justice coming. So if you feel like you've been waiting on nothing, God says you haven't been waiting on nothing. You've been, I've been waiting on you. You're not waiting on me. So the Lord wants you to know in this season, as you've stepped into this new place, if you've come up higher, <clears throat> everybody's sitting there waiting, well, why is everything taking so long? Why haven't we seen our nation turn around this, this corner that we've been wanting to see? The Lord says, you're not waiting on me. I'm waiting on you. 
I'm waiting on you. And after this 15-minute wrap today, you're going to understand why. But I had a vision. I've been spending a lot of time with the Lord, and I have had prophetic unction after prophetic unction all week long with the Lord. And, you know, the devil doesn't want you to know what God is trying to bring you to. He doesn't. He doesn't want you to know how to get there. He's using really uh, messed up people uh, through the occult, but also through the church to try to keep you unaware and keep you unawares and staying in the dark. And so anything he can do to keep you out of the truth, that's what he's going to do. That's why it's up to you to stay plugged in. It's up to you to stay plugged in to find out what what, what, what God is trying to say to you. Jeez, I feel like... Elmer Fudd trying to talk to you today. But I had a vision the other day, and I saw myself in an amphitheater, and it was almost as though I was in Greece. And I was up in the seats, and I looked over to my right, and nobody else was in the amphitheater with me, as far as I could see. Hi, Ida. As far as I could see. And guys, can you pray against the witchcraft, please? They're already on trying to pray against me. So I saw these big, beautiful horses and there were stallions that were rearing up. And then I looked down and I saw Jesus standing in the ring. And I said, Lord, what is this and where are we at? And he said, you're in my, my war, my war theater. He goes, this is my war floor. Thank you. And, um, do you see what I see? Notice the glasses in front of me today. Do you see as God sees? Do you see as God sees and keep climbing? Get through your gates. This is imperative so that you're not held back. You're not late in time. We're going to all get into this today. And this is what this has to do with today, the amphitheater vision. But the Lord was asking me these questions in this vision. And all of a sudden, I started seeing people appear in the amphitheater. And then I started seeing my enemies appear down on the ground floor. And I thought, wow. And they don't even know what's in store. They have no idea. And then I see a lightning bolt show up in Jesus' hand. I said, God, what is this? And he said, I'm about to strike them at my command. And I thought, "Uh uh-oh. This isn't good. So about this time... I start seeing the whole amphitheater fill up with water. And he said, Missy, you're operating at such deep levels in me right now that I call deep unto deep. But where people have gotten stuck in the flesh, that's the ground floor of the war floor. Or says, that's not, that's superficiality, basically. It's people that refuse to come into deeper intimacy with the Lord. And the Lord says, the higher your seat In the amphitheater, the better you hear, the better you see. That's what creates your new frequency, says the Lord, is the higher you seat in the king, the higher you stay seated in the king. And so it helps us to stay above the witchcraft. It helps us to stay above the enemy, what they think that they see, what they hear, what they say, because their words don't carry them anywhere. Because they refuse to come up into deliverance through what deliverance could have done for them to bring them a new way. And so, you know, this is amazing. I should put them on on the line. (laughs) Never fails. But the Lord says, I'm about to strike. And the Lord says, 
It's because I'm about to uproot them out of the land. Because they've defied me and done what was right in their own eyes. Because I'm tired of listening to their fleshly lies. It's when the flesh commands a vessel, telling them what to do. Instead of them seeking out the Lord to see what he would say would be true. And the Lord says, so it's not you that they despise. It's really me. They despise my ways and they will not be coming near or higher into the ancient of days. Do you understand what he's saying here? This gets us into the guts of our conversation today and brings me to the next truth. Do you, do you realize that every vessel is a clock? You are, you have an Ezekiel's will over your vessel. You have it over your ministry. Okay, so it's not my responsibility to walk your walk. It's yours. It's your responsibility to get cleaned up and do what the Lord tells you to do. So when you get angry at people like me or prophets like myself who come on here telling you what's true, the Lord says, you don't have anybody to blame but you because they can't walk. We can't walk your walk. How ridiculous is that? You make choices every day for yourself. So for you to come on here and squawk, and get mad and release witchcraft like you do. The Lord says, I'm still got my eye, I've still got my eyes all over you. I can see what you do behind the scenes. I see how you pray, what you say. And it's not anywhere near the ancient of days. Some of you. Because you refuse to get cleaned up from you. So, there are two streams operating in the world at present. And... Lord's saying that it's time to get your clock cleaned up or you won't be able to keep correct time with the king and you won't sing what he sings and how he draws you near or wants to draw you near because God draws us through deliverance which is what helps us see clear. We begin to hear and we begin to see what the true king sees which gets us out of our fleshly reality. That's the two streams. You understand? So there's a demonic reality going on, and then there's a godly reality going on in the world right now. And it's on all levels. And yet everybody seems to think they're stuck back in this old time, back in this old way, in an old wineskin, where they're under the structure, a lot of them, and they won't enter in. And so there's the demonic stream, which is the fleshly stream, and then the true king stream, for those who want to draw near. They've chosen to get their clocks and vessels cleaned up so they can keep time. And they're tired of living life misaligned. Has, have things not go, gone well for you? Are things not going well for you? And if so, it's because you're choosing or continuing to choose to do things that are right in your own eyes. And you can't stay in the flesh in this new level, you can't do it. And so the enemy is trying to keep you misaligned. And the misalignment is actually caused by witchcraft, which is released to purposely thwart you. The witchcraft of your flesh, the witchcraft of the occult, it's all around you. And so a lot of people can't even discern. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm just free flowing real quick. Um, they can't even discern the truth from a lie. 
They've gotten so used to doing things their own way, and and they're absolutely uh, misaligned. They're absolutely, uh, they don't even know the difference anymore. A lot of people don't even know the difference anymore. And I was thinking about this yesterday when I was thinking about how easy it is to get caught up in your own flesh. And, and then when you come up into the anointing and you discern the Spirit of God come upon you and you feel that goodness and you feel the truth of God and you see things clearly for that moment, then you go right back like a dog to your vomit, giving into your own ways. But that's not the ways of the Ancient of Days. And so this is the place we find ourselves where... These people are trying to keep God's people from his heart, his love, so that he can impart to them and give you a new start. So, you know, it's interesting to me, if you think you know, especially if you're a seer, but you have fivefold giftings that operate from below, think of yourself in the amphitheater. You're on the ground floor. You're in the dirt. <clears throat> That's the earth, by the way. You're an earth suit. You're made from dirt. That's the lowest point you could go, the lowest place you could be, because in that is a demonic reality. That's, just, that's the best that you can see. That's the best that your fivefold giftings can hear. And so it's polluted with dirt, with demons, because that's who you keep drawing near. That's who you're listening to, because you won't get free and get clear. So he's trying to tell you what's going on in and around you because it's really your flesh that you're seeing through. And it's not God's heart of truth that draws you. It's only you or the demons you give way to that you listen to. Which is why deliverance in this hour is critical for your Ezekiel's wheel, for your wheel, your clock, your vessel, in order to keep time with him. Ever heard God say, I'm going to, not God, maybe, maybe someone else, I'm going to clean your clock. Maybe. He's trying to do it so you can enter in. He wants you to come out tried and true, but a lot of you, your flesh has gotten the best of you. Terrifically so. I mean, I've never seen people acting so crazy in my whole life as I am today. It's just absolutely beyond. And then they want to label that Christianity as though God had anything to say about that. I mean, there's no God in that. Where's the love in that for some of the things you people do? Some of you do. There's nothing you can justify calling right, wrong, and wrong, right. Because that's not the good, the pure, and the noble. There's nothing about that that's like, not at all. So it's why deliverance is needed. To get you free from those bloodline cursings that hide within, which are very the very thing that's keeping you from entering in. So the Lord says, so you quit blaming for those of you who are doing this. You quit blaming my people, says the Lord, for what you choose to do, all caps. Because they're not responsible for helping to make decisions for you. We're each held responsible and are held accountable to the Lord for our measure of truth. God is all truth. That's his spirit that dwells within you. How much of him do you allow to dwell within you? Are you just a little dabble, do you? 30, 30 fold? Are you a 60 fold? Are you at a hundred fold? Have you gotten deliverance that's needed to allow that to happen to you? Which means he can tabernacle over you. 
Because if you choose to stay stuck in the flesh, how can you say someone else swayed you or that it's their fault when it's really your own pride or the demonic, the enemy speaking, he's your master. And that's not what the true king sings. Matter of fact, the truth in you is being made manifest because of your lack of power that your vessel can't operate in. So it's the Lord himself that we're actually looking to house in this hour. You understand that, right? And getting free in your clock with continual deliverance ministry is what's going to give you that power. Not me, not Melissa Hood. I'm just a vessel that he speaks through. So your attacks on me are fruitless. You're not stopping him or me. Acts 5.39, if something's of God, you can't stop it. So I haven't done anything to a lot of you. But, you know, I'm not going to argue with you either. It's a waste of time. Because I, I, I don't really have any interest in your walks, except for maybe helping you to align. I don't know a lot of you except for those on that come on my chat. But for the rest of it, I, I find it very, very sad because I just think, wow, so these people would rather settle for a mediocre lifestyle. And you think, and then they complain and they whine and complain thinking, why aren't things going good? God, you're unfaithful. No, it's you that has a skewed perception. Even leaders, even you leaders. Because just because you've been doing church as usual and that's all that you've ever knew, that's all you ever knew, doesn't mean that you're seeing the true God of the universe. Doesn't mean doesn't mean you're you're, you're perceiving him through your gifts. Could be that you've got a demon leading you. A lot of you, this is reflected into your churches because you've got Jezebel housed at the staff level of your churches when God said not to ever tolerate that demon. He says it in his word, and yet here you are doing it. A lot of you operate in it. And and it's like how how can you how can you say that you know God's denied you of anything when you refuse to do what he do what he does? Your truth perceptor is off. Your truth perceptor is off. So anyway, we're moving in. Let me tell you where we're at right now. For those of you who have stepped into um, this new place, if you know anything about the Ezekiel's wheel um, for your life, let me see if I can find it here. I'm going to move it over here. It'll pop in here. If you look at the wheel, if I can make it bigger here, maybe, there it goes, maybe, for you to see. It's it's God. It's it's the higher building dimensions, the seven spirits of God that we're entering into. You have to be invited into this place. And I'm not going to leave this up here very long. Um, but you have to be invited in by God through the 9th of off. We're heading into that July 27th. And so you have... A crossover gate you've got to get through. That's the eye of the needle. How do you think you're going to get through that? For those of you who are demanding to do things your own way. Hey there, good afternoon. How do you think that you're going to get through that? When God says, it's you're not waiting on me, I'm waiting on you. So I would suggest, and I said this at the very, very beginning of our conversation, as we're trying to move up into the higher dimensions of God's spirit, the seven spirits of God. You have to be invited into that by God himself. You don't just get to come on through any old way. You don't get to come up into the ancient of days in your grubby little grave clothes. You don't get to come up in however you feel. You don't get to come up in your ways. You get to practice his ways 
and you get to pass the test from January 1 through April 30th and then moving in through C2. Hello, we've moved out of C2 now. Hey, Connie. We moved out of C2. Hi, KC as well. And now we're in C3. So C3 is more critical, absolutely more critical than um, C2, believe it or not. C2 is hard. It's very, very hard time of the year. It's from April 30th through uh, usually uh, April April 30th through August 31st, excuse me. No, through June, April 30th through June. And as we cross over in June, moving into July, we move into a testing season, which is the testing month of Reuben. Okay, we're still in that month. And it's an emotional month. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We're in a mo- it's an emotional month. And it's all about your emotions, not letting your emotions get the best of you. Okay, so that's really, really critical. So this is the place you start seeing what's triggering you in this month. What still is ailing you that you didn't get delivered of in the last quadrant? What did you not get delivered of in C2? So hopefully you've gotten free enough to be inspected by God, Nehemiah 2.13, to be invited into the higher dimensions of God. That's happening July 27th. That's your crossover time. And if not, if you're still being triggered in your emotions, then you need to get more freedom. You need to get more freedom. That's what I'm going to suggest. So as we're coming in through August, now that next crossover place, you need to make sure you've passed through C3, the eye of the needle first, because God's objective for you in C3 is to hopefully see if you have ruling and reigning abilities. That's the next tribe coming up. That's Simeon. Do you? Do, have you acquired more of him to be seated beside him in heavenly places to seek him, to see what he says, to see what he sees? Or are you still operating in your ways and you're earthbound, stuck on that war floor with Jesus that I saw? Not coming near the ancient of days. So you see, it's imperative that we do what he says to do in every season, because when we don't, we get left behind because we refuse to get our clocks cleaned up. These Ezekiel's wheel gets cleaned up. You need to do it over your ministry. If you're a leader, you have a clock over your ministry. You have a clock over your life. And it's taking and making sure that you're, especially if you're a leader, you need to make sure so that you're, because you have, uh, you should be progressing, constantly progressing. But if things are off at the head, it starts at the head. Everything that happens at the head trickles down like the oil on the beard of Aaron. If you've allowed Jezebel into your headship, guess whose ministry is going to stop dead in its tracks? Because what happens at the head trickles down like the oil on the beard of Aaron. You've already gotten misaligned. You've gone against God's word. So you don't think that this matters in time. But yes, it does when you're trying to come near the ancient of days. Because you're not practicing his ways. You're already breaking his law. He said not to tolerate the spirit of Jezebel. So if he's coming back for a pure spotless bride and and we're doing what's right in our own eyes. Oh, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't care. He doesn't care about your feelings. Matter of fact, your feelings are what got you into trouble. You've been ruled by them and they've gotten you in your flesh. So he's trying to get us cleaned up to where 
we can actually have his best, which brings us through into the conversation today. First Chronicles 16, 37 through 18, 17. And it's talking about the highs and lows of your flesh. Not getting stuck there, not getting stuck there, but keeping pace, David. How well do you keep pace with God? How well do you know how to take authority over your flesh? And, and, and you get these negative thoughts and you're like, that's not God. I don't care if it's not what you feel like doing. God really doesn't care. He wants you to start striking this stuff down and taking authority and purposefully practicing love. For a lot of you warriors out there who have been seasoned, you should know this by now. And instead, we've fallen back. A lot of people have fallen back into greasy grace. And they think, God doesn't mind. Oh, he's got grace for me. Oh, he forgives me. Wait till I get to this next part. You're really going to see the truth in that. But if we want God's best, then we're going to have to be willing to come out of the flesh in order to get there. Because the highs and lows of life are ever so around us. Would you not agree? We're, they're all, it's everywhere. So what makes you set apart and different from the world when you're practicing the same things as them? Your, your emotions are a roller coaster ride and you're acting like hell. A lot of you hiding behind your computers doing these things, praying witchcraft prayers. What makes you so different? Nothing. There's nothing that sets you apart at that place. So, Lord's saying if we want to come in, we're going to be constantly seeking the Lord so he can help us to stay up in the spirit to where only truth abounds, to where we only begin to see, we're only, we'll only see what he sees, his reality, instead of these demonic realities that we've created for ourselves. Do you realize your words take you somewhere? Okay, so let me tell you this. This is going to trip you out because I, I just got like a crash course in this about four months ago where the difference between demonic realities versus godly realities. Remember, don't you do you understand we're called to co-create with God, right? We're seated beside him in heavenly places. And so if we're saying what only he says, only that's the only way to get your prayers answered, by the way, only saying what he says. The Bible says that. So you, you have to know the word. We might go a little over today. But um, if we're only saying what he says, then we should be getting results to our prayers, right? But we have so many people now that are, everything is just stagnant. It's just kind of staying there. Would you not agree? And, and so I began to wonder about that. And so the Lord began to show me about demonic realities and showing me how fast and how real witchcraft feels if I'm in my flesh. What does that mean? It means that you can lose God's best because you refuse to get out of the flesh and you quit practicing your own ways. So you fall prey to what the enemy's saying against you because you're in his kingdom. Guess who's been given charge of the earth? Guess where witchcraft abounds? So guess who has to come up above it? And quit acting like a clown. <laughs> Didn't mean for that to rhyme. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm entertaining myself. I'll stop there. But you've got to come up above it. You've got to come up above it. 
And and it's it's a powerful thing when you get caught up in a demonic reality because it feels real until truth begins to rule and reign and abound. That's why when you get up into the anointing in service, you see things very clearly. Your gifts, even if you're polluted, even if your gifts are polluted, you see things clearly because you're in a corporate anointing until you come out from underneath that anointing. So do you understand what's holding you back? What's what's holding you back is you. That's what's holding you back from getting cleaned up. You've got to get your clock cleaned up in order for you to progress through. And nothing and no one, no corrupt heart can keep us from Christ. This is the good news for some of you doing what's right. See, this is amazing to me. For those who think they've got so much power over others, this is absolutely hilarious to me. God says if something and someone's of God, you can't stop it. You can't stop them. You can't stop him in them. Nothing can separate us from love. Go read your Bible. <clears throat> and, um, and, and I'm not trying to be rude by telling you that. I'm just not dancing and walking on eggshells for you. I'm, I'm a double truth prophet. If you don't like it, swipe on. I'm not going to quit being who God made me to be to appease some of you. I don't care if you don't like me. Period. End of story. Swipe on. I won't think another minute about you. Promise. I promise you. But what I do get concerned for are people who are trying to do what's right in the body right now because there are a lot of good people in the body and the, and, and they don't understand the process. They, I feel like we haven't because we've never been here before. That's part of the thing too. We've never walked here before. And the enemy, it said in the end times, the enemy would vie against uh, trying to change the laws. He would try to change time. Are we not experiencing that right now? So isn't it time that we freaking wake up and quit trying to use all this Christianese crap? And I'll say what it is. It is. And quit trying to be Joe Super Christian. You will not ever be as perfect as Jesus. Trust me. And, and I, I shouldn't even have to say that. But for the, the problem is, and I, I counted a blessing not to have been raised in church. For those of you that have, good for you for being faithful. But I counted a blessing not to have been raised in church because I wasn't polluted by the spirit of religion. Thank God. Some of you got some work to do. You've got to figure out the difference between the truth and that structure. That you've been raised up under. Because it's going to shock you when God starts opening you up to himself and what he really says is truth. It's going to shock you. Matter of fact, it scared three-fourths of the church where they ran back into it. I'm like, are you crazy? (laughs) Why would you want to be held in confinement? Jesus is freedom, not confinement. (laughs) And I'm just like, oh my goodness. So anyway, so... Nothing can separate us from God, but what, what, what shocks me, and this is what's amazing about the fivefold giftings, is because, and I'm a little bit off track, but we're going to finish today. Trust me, we're going to finish. Um, what's amazing about the fivefold giftings is, is that they, they can't be given back. Okay, so great. You've got that. Notate that down. Um, and because you've been given this little speck, this minuscule little piece of power, a lot of you think you're God. <laughs> you think, I can see into your life and I am so holy. It makes you think that you were Moses parting the Red Sea or something. And that little minuscule bit of power where you see other people's weaknesses and you think, I am so beyond reproach 
because I've been raised in church all my life and uh, I'm the epitome of perfection because he knows me and you don't even know anything. You don't, 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 don't jack squat because he doesn't, he can't flow through you because you're so polluted with you and your flesh that God doesn't know what to do with you. And he's like sitting on the wall thinking, I'm sure he's talking to Jesus. That's your son or that's your daughter. No, they're not mine. They're yours. They're your, I don't know. Some of you, some of us, I was like that. So anyhow, long story short, here we sit, and then we get these people, we give them a little bit of power, show them the courts of heaven. Oh my gosh, then everything blows up. Woo-hoo! We're all on a fast freight train now, trying to figure out what the heck's going on, because we've got people praying witchcraft here, tit for a tat, tit for a tat. I'm like, you people in a ping pong match are driving me crazy. I mean, and if something's of God, you can't stop it. And so here I am seeing God... This is what my task was, learning, if God be for me, who can be against me? So if God's really for me, I'm just, he's plowing me right on through. And I keep seeing this pattern happen. And I'm like, how is this happening? And he said, because, Missy, you're seeking the king's decree. You're aligned with me. Not that I'm perfect, trust me. <laughs> I just got deliverance this morning. I will continue to do so. But the problem is, is that we have a whole lot of messed up people trying to use these powerful weapons in the Lord with these little minuscule bit of power that God's been giving them, and they won't look at their own crap. They're so busy focused on other people that they will not look at their own backyard. And my suggestion is go sweep off your own back steps. Don't look at mine. I'm not paying attention to yours. I'm too busy trying to clean up mine. That's the way I was raised. I'm trying to make sure my backyard is cleaned up so I don't have any hypocrisy there. And by the way, it's not my business to judge any of you. I'm not here to judge you. I'm hopefully here to make you aware. But this is what we see in the body. is a corrupt people group who have chosen not to get free, but wanting what they see instead of what the Father sees or says. And the good news for you obedient hearts is that you have drawn nearer to the King. And so now you're only saying what He says. And so that none of the enemy's corruption can touch you or hinder you from what God is taking you into. That's good news for you. And so this is what David knew. David knew this. And and I've never seen this about David either before, where David, he knew how to stay close to God. You know how he did it? Through praise and high praise, continually being in God's presence. He knew how to usher in the ancient of days outside of a corporate anointing. He spent time with God constantly. Constantly. And so sacrifice and praise then should become a part of our daily life, right? If we're going to dwell near the ancient of days. Because David knew how to keep pace with the king. He knew what made the king's heart sing and how to keep God next to him, or what allowed him into God's presence constantly. Do you understand where God's taking us? God is taking us into this place where we have constant fellowship again. But if you don't come out of your flesh, you're never going to experience that. Which means in order to have that, you've got to get real with him and yourself. You're going to have to go back in your backyard, go go pick up the junk and start looking at it that you refuse to deal with in the past few years or however long. Some of you have it in your woodshed and God's going to take you to the woodshed because some of the 
pain you've caused other people through your refusal to go into that shed and deal with yourself has caused even more problems for you. And so this is the place we now find ourselves walking into. So do you know what happens when you come into the presence of the king? You only see what he sees instead of what your flesh is limited by so you can learn to abide within him <clears throat> instead of the old by and by. <clears throat> Pardon me, please. You begin to have confidence. You begin to have peace because you've chosen the truth to walk within instead of your flesh, which keeps you in the highs and lows, that roller coaster ride or that fear. To where the demonic can come in. So the flesh then keeps you earthbound and in the devil's territory. Where the spirit helps to pull you up and where God can rewrite your story. You're called to be co-creators with him. That's your reality. Why do you want to settle for second best? That's stagnation. That means you didn't pass that test. You didn't pass C2. And guess who's taking another lap for another year, wasting another year for you? But David knew this. And that's why he kept close pace with God. It's why David always stayed in praise, because David knew that praise kept him near the ancient of days. But the one person who missed it, and I was surprised to read this. Remember Prophet Nathan? The prophet Nathan. Because he was a little bit too quick to encourage David to build a house for the Lord. And I was shocked when I read this. I was so shocked today. Um, because Nathan didn't know. He thought he knew. Remember, he has five, five full giftings too. This is where corruption can lead you astray. But Nathan didn't know what God knew. He thought he did. And Nathan was a seasoned prophet. Are you? Call yourself a seasoned leader? And you think, well, I hear God. I hear God fine. Yet your whole congregation is behind. I don't mean that arrogantly. I don't mean that mockingly. I'm stating a fact for a lot of you. So don't feel like you're being singled out. God's trying to help you. And... He didn't know what God was going to do because only God knew how he wanted his temple to be a place of rest. Kind of like the promised land where God takes you into his best and to where his people can now step into a new way of doing things. They had learned to hear what the king sings, what the king sees. This is why Solomon was brought in. Because Solomon was the man God chose to help him restore. So that all vessels coming after him wouldn't confuse that, but they would instead know that God was fixing to fight all their wars. Okay, so let's go back to this real quick. Man, there's a lot of stuff in this. Let's unpack this. Um, you're learning to abide in him. He's abiding in you, right? You're learning to stay in the spirit. See what he sees. Say what he says. 
You're staying in praise like David did. That's maintaining his presence. Okay. You're learning to stay out of your flesh, out of that roller coaster ride. How do you think that starts? Unless you start practicing his ways and striking down your emotions when they rise up. Job 36, 32, strike them down. Fear, doubt, unbelief, discouragement, depression, hopelessness, and despair. These are seven I can count. Matter of fact, those are the seven red flags of witchcraft. If you feel that right now, strike them down. Make yourself stay in truth. You're going to start saying what the king says to you. Where do you start? Start in this word. <clears throat> Pick a scripture. God says he finishes what he starts. Lord, you're a God that can't lie, God. I answer the enemy back with the truth. He starts hammering my mind. I am hammering him back with the truth only. God's a God that cannot lie, devil. You do all the time. I don't believe you. What do you have to offer me? Get thee behind me in the name of Jesus. Striking him down. Job 36, 32. Melting his fiery arrows. That's how you begin to step out of the flesh and into the things of the spirit. You become aware of what you're thinking about. Think about what you're thinking about. Stay out of your flesh. Stay in the spirit. So, this was a new place then where God was no longer going to require man to decree a thing to bring a thing forth. Oh my gosh. When I read this, I about fell out. I thought, really? Really? Well, we're supposed to co-create with you. He goes, to a point. He goes, you can only bring it so far, Missy. He goes, your, your words don't move things. You're, there's no power in you except me that moves things. So, when we get to the place of wanting to rule and reign with the king, we're beginning to say what he says and see what he sees. <clears throat> in order for a thing to be brought forth. It was a season then where God was drawing his people in to see what he had to say about a thing, which only came through deliverance from the king. Oh, because you had to hear what he had to say first, right? You had to get your clock cleaned. Amazing. Amazing. So if you know anything about this chapter, then it's, let me go back to what chapter it was. I think it's first Chronicles 1637 through 1817. Check this out. What he had to say. He said, if you knew anything about this chapter, the word servant is used 10 times. And it's not the servant that commands the king. It's the king who commands the servant. But that's all contingent on how well you see. If you continue to see and operate through your flesh, are you following the true directives of the king? Probably not. Most likely you're being led astray and you're being led into your own ways. See, because God in this hour, he's trying to lead you into a better way. He knows you're tired. He knows you're exhausted. A lot of you. And my, I can feel the heartache on some of you. It's heavy, like heavy. Lord, give that over to you. First Peter 5, 6 and 7. I pray for those hearts that are exhausted right now. Even if you're my enemy, I could care less. Once you better. Once you kind of coming up into God's best. Because God's a wonderful master and he's kind. He's very, very good. He's faithful. And God does what he tells us he's going to do. 
if you're truly hearing him. But the flesh is wishy-washy. It's that roller coaster ride that keeps us from being able to abide where the chapter also states this. Now check this out. It says God is kind ten times. Ten times. Do you think God's trying to show us something about himself and how we can trust him? Are you one of, I'm going to be blunt about this, are you a control freak that has to have their hand in everything, not trusting the way that God leads you? Are you one of these people? That's the flesh. That's Jezebel. You've got to come up out of your ways, and that's a really hard spirit to come out from underneath because it has so many fears. You have to deal with your fears and deliverance. Also, a, a gatekeeper of bitterness. Bitterness is what allows that demon to come in it's why God pulled the flesh out of the building process David the war man because rest means rest remember let me go back is that too deep Lord can I go over there if you know anything about the tribe of Dan I'll go here instead Dan never knew how to rest Dan was a tribe of war And, you know, the 12 tribes will teach you something. If you pay attention, let me find out where I'm at. It'll teach you something if you know how to move through them. You understand? So at the beginning of the year, we enter into rest every year. Every year. You've got to know how to move through all the weaknesses of every tribe to know how you should abide. Mm Mm-hmm. And so you've got it free from you from what keeps you from staying in rest. Interestingly enough. And so if we know anything about Dan, Dan then can stop you from passing a test if you get stuck in their weaknesses and you don't know when to stop battling David. The Davids, you can get stuck too. You don't know when to get out of your flesh and let God fight for you. You understand? So there's a time, there's a time for everything under the sun, a time for war, a time for peace, a time to live, a time to die. But there's also a time to let God begin to fight your battles for you. And you've got to seek him to see what he says. And so the flesh then, when we don't know how to give in, the flesh is wishy-washy, that roller coaster ride that keeps us from abiding where we understand how God leads. And it's learning to let God lead you instead of you leading yourself. In circles, nonetheless, where you move from faith to faith instead of from mess to mess. Do you understand that when you get stuck in your flesh, your flesh makes a mess. You can make things worse by praying in the flesh. Do you understand that? Because your flesh is controlled through witchcraft, through any other spirit that's on your vessel. Not the true king. Not love. You've got to practice and say what love sings. So it's one thing to know God's promises and another to claim them by faith. Because David went in and he sat before the Lord. But he knew beyond a shadow of a doubt what God had to say. And he knew if he wanted victory... Things weren't going to be done his way. So 
in this hour where many of you have been beaten through and through, could it be that the truth you think you hear is not the king's, it's only you? All your faults, the Lord's saying, own them. Repent for what you didn't do. Because now it's time for God to do a new thing through you if you choose. But it's really up to you. For those of you who do own your own faults, the Lord says, get ready, for I'm about to bless you. And I want to wrap that part up by saying, if you notice the difference between Saul's throne and David's throne in those two monarchies, is that Saul's throne was man's land, man's flesh. It wasn't ever secured. Where David represents the promised land, and his was. Because David didn't do things his way, did them God's way. It wasn't the way of the flesh. This is so important, which brings us to Romans 2, 1 through 24, where sins are judged by the cross, yes, but your works, your ways, the ways you behave, they're going to be judged in front of the judgment seat. Which means we have to begin to ask ourselves some hard things about ourselves. Even leaders, but especially leaders. If you're called to lead in this hour, when God has told you to get Jezebel out of your house, and you've gotten it high up into your staff, knowing what happens at the head trickles down, which will pollute your whole house. So you have to move them out of that position until they get cleaned up so your house can flourish again. This is what keeps your clock from ticking effectively within. It all starts from within. It affects your alignment as a ministry, and it's very, very subtle. The Lord's saying, if you want to get back up into position, start where you're at, but do it on the double. And if you have, the Lord says, if you've let this spirit get up into your staff, or if you operate in it, you've completely missed the boat about what God is demanding of his sheep in this hour. We're saying, are you a manipulator and a controller? Making other people miserable with your own life because you are the fleshly ones that everybody else has to deal with. If you have it at the head, leaders, chances are, he's asking the leaders too if you're a Jezebel, that's what he meant by that. Chances are your ministries are flailing and not advancing because you won't do what God's been telling you to do. You have to let God clean up the head first so that the ministry can flourish again and hear clearly from the king. If not, it trickles down onto your intercessors, onto your other sheep, your other departments, to where everything is misaligned. It's not flowing. It messes up your flow. It'll flow into your businesses if you're in a business marketplace. It affects everything. So then the Lord has me ask you this. He said, do you judge yourself or others? That's a good way to see where you stand. Because it's easy to criticize those around us while overlooking our own faults, which is exactly what God is eyeing. He's got his eyes on these things. 
Are you grateful for God's goodness? Or do you take him for granted? Are you finding yourself discombobulated? Is your faith only proved by works? Because if you know anything about love or faith, it's an act. And the action is in the doing, yes. But it has to be what the king sings. It has to be what he says and what he sees. And it's not proved by what we do, but by allowing faith to be proving, proven by God's goodness within us. Do you have an, a bigger measure of the king? Remember 30, 60, 100 fold. Do you have a little dabble, do you, of his presence? Or do you have a whole lot of love where you don't react in your emotions and your flesh when things happen? You allow love to fight your battles for you. And not through the emotional roller coaster ride that a lot of you find yourself on, even me sometimes. Because living by the flesh versus God's spirit are two totally different places to abide. One wants to run and hide itself in shame, which is the flesh, while the other wants God to sing and show up and show off. When when the Spirit of the Lord shows up, like He's been showing up all week for me, I, I feel like I'm having a sermon every day. I'm just like, good, Lord, this is so rocking cool. This is so cool. This makes me just want to just jump and shout. It's like, let's go, God. He's like, sit down, sit down. But... Another way to see where you stand is if you're afraid of being tender-hearted, which are the true ways of the king? Or are you always in fleshly self-preservation mode trying to keep your heart from suffering? Meaning you're hiding your bad side behind religion thinking nobody sees. Because this is the place God wants to show up and help his people so they can truly be free. Let me ask you something uh, from my heart to a lot of yours, too. Um, I I know that life is hard, and I know that we start off life with probably the, the most, the biggest of aspirations. We start off strong. We start off our walk strong. When we get to know the Lord, we're on fire. We don't want anything else. We're just like, let's go, God, until we take that first big hit, probably usually by somebody close to us in the church or usually in church. That's the way the enemy always strikes us is by somebody in the church because he, he knows that if you get offended with the church, you won't go back. And then he uses your family. You, he, you start taking all these manifestations and seeing all the craziness of family. And he makes sure to, the devil, make sure to hit you in such a way to leave you in dismay, to make you think, I, I, I don't know, things weren't this way before I came and did this. What the heck? What in the heck is going? Some of you may have said something different. I don't know. But uh, it leaves you. I know it did for me. I remember sitting outside. I was so mad at the church at one point when I first took my first big hit by Jezebel, by the way, nonetheless. And I was I was out in our garden area. And it was an area that my dad had sat when he before he died. And I got this. I didn't even have the stinking tools. I didn't know what I was doing. And I got this hoe as though that would do a whole lot of work. And I start hoeing the ground and hoeing the ground and hoeing the ground. And I made quite a bit of progress just in my little bitty tool that I was using. And the whole time I'm just acting like I'm cutting off the heads of worms and, and just yakking and whacking and, and hitting them. And yeah, you take that and, 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 and this. And God's saying, okay, you through? <laughs> you through? I'm like, well, 
what do you have to say about all this stuff? And he said, well, I'm not through with you yet. I'm teaching you something here. And so that was my first big test when I got hurt by God's supposed best. And I uh, had to start dealing with me. I had to start dealing with me. And my unrealistic expectations of people because of that current reality. And so a lot of you, I feel like God has put you into these places where you're just absolutely in dismay right now. And you're like, what the heck just happened? And and I've been doing my best. I've been trying to find my way through this test. And I've been doing everything I know to do. The key, I'm telling you, if you will get into deliverance ministry, I go, go home, make yourself a list, spend time and say, God, search me. Even if it's somewhere I don't want to go <clears throat> in the deepest places of me. Go there. Go there. Let him put his finger on some things in you. A lot of you have walls of denial up, refusing to admit that people even hurt you. I've got this. I'm tough. I can handle this. I'm a survivor. Good for you, but you're not doing it really well right now. Matter of fact, you're not. You're doing a nosedive, if you want to know the truth. That's where you're at, some of you. And so let him smash down these walls of denial from loss. Being mad at God. Some of you are mad at God. You're angry at God for taking people that, that you loved. You're angry at God. You're judged. Some of you are judging God. I'm not judging you. I'm just telling you what I'm sensing. You're angry at God for the way people have treated you. But let go make your list. And then use Deuteronomy 27 and 28 and Luke 10, 19. <coughs> Sorry. And renounce, rebuke, and nullify all those things. And ask God to shut those doors. Ask Him to forgive you and your forefathers back to Adam and Eve for opening up the doors. And then ask Him to rip those roots out of you, out of your gates, out of everywhere, out of your mind, will, and emotions, and cast them into the fire of God. And then ask Him to fill you back up with Himself. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. With his wisdom, Philippians 2, 2 through 5, with the mind of Christ, you want to take you out and replace you with him. Okay? That's what allows you to enter in 30, 60, 100 fold. Which brings us to the place because he's tired of you serving two masters. And God wants to see how you see versus what he sees. And said and sees if they match. He wants to see if they match. Which brings us to Psalms 10, 16 through 18, where it's talking about true justice coming. When it looks like evil's prospering. How many of you feel like that's what's happening around you right now? And you're thinking, what is going on, God? What is going on? How many this has been around me for a week, man. I'm not lying. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> I was the only one. And I'm sitting there thinking, <clears throat> what is wrong? I went to him. I was so mad. I had something happen to me on, when was was this Wednesday? On Wednesday? Monday? It's Monday, actually. It's Monday. Something. Oh, if I could have failed the flesh test. Woo! I went into the, I went to the gym. I was in the ladies' locker room. I was saying things I shouldn't have been saying. Had to repent. And I came out from around the corner and the Lord, the Holy Spirit told me, 
He says, you get yourself up on that bicycle and you put your praise on now, right now, just that strong. And I thought, oh, I better listen. So I got up on the bike and I, I'm pedaling and pedaling and pedaling. I'm in my anger. Pedaling and pedaling. I'm so mad. And as soon as I kept listening to praise and kept listening to praise, and before I knew it, like within about five or ten minutes, I'm up in the spirit. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm not even mad anymore. Oh, what was all that about? And God should see, that's the difference between the flesh and the spirit. You need to abide in me, Missy. And then I started having an open vision. <laughs> right at that moment, I have all these TVs around me, people walking past me, and I'm having this open vision from the Lord. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, boy, this was so worth it. And by the time I got through with that, he, he started, because he's been teaching me about this all week long and unfolding and unpacking this thing about how to help people come back up in time and get realigned. And, and the problem we have, and this is just between me and you, but I really feel like so many people are so unhappy right now and they don't understand what's holding back their breakthrough. That's the truth. And God says, you're not waiting on me. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you to get free from you. So when are you going to get on hop two? When are you going to hop two? <laughs> That's what he's saying. So let me tell you what happened to me, though. After that happened to me, I got my breakthrough right then when I obeyed him and did what he said because I could see what he could see. And immediately I got a breakthrough. As soon as I walked out that door that day from the gym. And so I know there's power in that. There's a lot of power in that. And so true justice is coming. <clears throat> and God says, can I hide? Do I hide from you? When it looks like evil is winning or that nothing's being done by me, what do you believe, says the Lord? Do you believe me when I tell you? When I first told you? Because a lot of you are holding on to promises and you're like, Lord, but you said God, but you said, but God, but, but Lord. And you get all caught up in these demonic realities because you're not seeing as the king sees, you're seeing what your flesh sees. You come out of the spirit at that point. And it feels real. It feels very, very real. The emotions feel real. The, the things your fivefold giftings pick up on feel very real. And you're thinking, oh, it's all gone. It's all lost. No, it's not. Be quiet. Quit speaking. You're speaking your flesh. You're spewing venom be quiet or re, re, at least reply with the truth reply with god's word quit pretending you know, you're hearing god when it's a demon you heard so if you want the truth god does hear you and god is saying to you about your enemies right now because you think that god is not taking care of those that are attacking you and so this is what he's trying to do for those who, those of you that this might be you, if there's the enemy. God's saying, I'm waiting on them to turn back to me so I can free them before I strike. Remember, he's got lightning in his hand. He said, because a lot of you know better and you've done what you thought was right. Not what he said was right. See, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is death. And I don't want to get in the strike, strike zone of lightning. I almost got struck as a kid by lightning, and I went and hid under a tree. And so I don't like those kind of things. So I, I avoid them. I just avoid them. But God hears what the ungodly say. And, you know, this this gave me comfort, too, because you, you said that you wonder to yourself, don't you see what they're saying? Don't you see what they're praying? And, and, and don't you ever thank yourself? Because you can feel their witchcraft prayers, and you're like, God, 
What is going on? And it's like, I hear what they're saying. Because I hear what they're saying. I hear what the ungodly say. That doesn't mean I approve of them or their conversations with me. But it says they can speak all day long. Doesn't mean their words are moving me. Because they have to align with me, says the Lord. But I hear all. And God is just looking at those hearts who will ask him what he thinks. And that you will align. They will align. Do you align? Even when you disagree. Do you align with the true king? So he can help you move forward? Because if you know the truth about anything, it's all his call anyway. He has the final say. Proverbs 16, 1-9. It's not yours. You don't have the final say. Not your enemies. It's him. Because when the ungodly announce, I shall not be moved. It's through their own pride and rebellion that God takes notice. And that's all done in the flesh. That doesn't do anything. We just talked about that. The flesh does nothing in the spirit. So why are you? Why are you moved? Why are you upset? Break their stuff off and continue to march. Let God deal with them. They're the ones getting left behind. I can't, I can't walk your walk for you. I'm not even going to pretend I can. That's just stupid. And don't expect me to. Don't you dare expect anybody else to do it either. It's all up to you. You're held accountable for what you learn and what you don't know. But mainly for what you do. But the Lord says, this is why they lack my best. Because they don't do as I do. But alas, God says, I'm keeping record of it all. Because we have now entered into a season of justice. Where those who thought they were great are about to fall. And the, excuse me, then these enemies will say, but even if he does judge, he would never judge me. But little do they know that they've become God's very enemy. See, when you plant yourself against God's people and you're doing what's right in your own eyes. See, this is what makes people really mad. They get so mad. How dare you? Because I'm just the person that's talking. I'm just a person. Maybe I'm your enemy. I don't know. Hopefully not. But if, if that's you, it's kind of like, how could you be so stupid to think that God's not listening to your heart condition? He's not seeing what drives you. Could it be a problem from your past and the way you're comparing me to somebody that you've dealt with in the past? I can feel that on some of you right now. I can feel that on one of you right now. Mm -hmm. And then they shut it down. They shut it down real quick. They don't want me to sense that. God already saw it. So what he's trying to get you to do is doing a reevaluation of your racism. Maybe, maybe it's that. Maybe it's uh, your need to control people who have hurt you in the past. Maybe it's a divorceism. Maybe it's a fraudulism. Fraud, fraud, fraudulent behavior. Maybe, maybe it's you've been corrected by God for so many years, and He's been telling you to stop doing a thing, and you've been doing it and getting away with it, and you thought, "Oh, He's never going to reprimand me," because He approves of the way I see. No, He doesn't. You come against your moment in history where you're about to be judged. Because if you cross my path, I'm double truth. See, I'm at the eleven o'clock hour for the Lord. This is my calling. I'm not braggadociously saying this. I'm telling you point blank. If you've crossed my path, I'm here to take you through deliverance. I'm here to be used by God to correct you or for judgment. One of the three. 
Only one of those three. That's the way it's always been for me. And it's just business to me. I don't get my emotions get involved. Um, but it makes me sad for the people that it happens to. And I've seen it happen to where several people have been taken home. And that's troubling to me. That you'd push God to that place and they never think it's going to happen. And matter of fact, the Lord had me speak that over one young woman. Her name was Tiffany. And she had five full gifts. And she thought that God would never judge her. She thought that. And she had, and maybe this is not you, but maybe your sin is pretty close to this. Maybe it's something different. Maybe it's corruption. I don't know. Maybe it's cheating on your spouse. I don't know. Maybe it's fraudulent behavior. God only knows. But God's been speaking to some of you, telling you to stop doing a thing. Stop it. We're in a season now where the spiritual laws have changed. And that's where I can feel a lot of your heart shut down because I'm not saying what you want to hear me say. It would behoove you at this moment to open your heart back up and take this conversation very seriously because it may not come around again for some of you. But he's saying, if I've told you to stop doing this, I mean it. it, The conversation is getting more terse for you, meaning he's getting up into your mix. It's not Dr. Melissa Hood speaking to you. If you haven't heard God through the conversation today, then you are truly blind. You're stuck in your flesh. But he's been here the whole time. And he wants to bless a lot of you. He's saying, if you'll do this my way, I'll fix it all. I'll clean up the crap in your backyard. I'll make it all brand new. The warfare will subside for a lot of you because you're going to learn to let him fight your battles. But God does see the trouble of his people and he helps them the right way at the right time. And the Lord says, for those of you who are correctly aligned, he said, you keep standing with me. Because in the end, guess who triumphs? The Lord says, it's me. Him, not me. Or you. It'll be you too. But Which brings us to Proverbs 19, 8 through 9. And boy, has this been a conversation today. Golly. This is what it says while we wrap up for the weekend. It said, the one who gets wisdom loves life. The one who cherishes outstanding Excuse me, the one who cherishes understanding will soon prosper. And a false witness will not go unpunished. And whoever pours out lies will perish. That to me means seeking what God has to say about a thing. That's what that means. And in in the times that we live in right now, I don't know about you, but I could use some good news so to me that was great news even if it's hard news it's good news because when God corrects me he's given me an opportunity to step in to see what he sees to do a new thing even if I've messed up the first thing or and maybe I don't even understand that I've messed it up sometimes it's done not on purpose you just have been doing things your own way and that's all you know and so God's like I'm course correcting you so I can do it in a correct way and I can also help you do something for me at a higher level 
that's what obedience does for us. It helps us to move and be promoted, going to these new places we never thought we'd be. So anyway, I hope you're encouraged today. I'm Dr. Missy Hood. Thanks for joining us. I don't normally have these backgrounds. My backgrounds, if you if you saw the first one with the dog, I had to add that in there. Because it, it just looks cockeyed if I have all this Christian-y stuff. I'm a Christian. I'm a spirit-filled Christian. But I don't want to give the ah, kind of a thing in the background. But anyway, I hope you're having a great a great weekend. I hope you're having a great, uh, you will be having a great weekend, a great week. Hope you have a great weekend. And uh, join us tonight. We're going to have Eli Lasky tonight. Uh, and Apostle Eli is phenomenal. We'll be having Brett J. Starling in another month. And then if you'll be joining me, I've got another surprise coming for you. I'll find out today. Um, and that's really going to be a fun one, too, if we get this person. Um, but then we're going to be having Apostle Craig Wells. And I'm hoping you're going to join us. CST, 7 p.m. CST tonight. Make sure you join us. And um, it's just great to see all of you guys. I hope you guys are having a great week. But until we, so- we see you again, uh, we'll see you tonight, hopefully. Go have yourself a great next three hours, and we'll see you in the next... Uh, Maybe three hours with Eli. But I'll be talking to you soon. I love you guys. Talk to you then.